You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're so off to a good start here. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... It's been a while. It's, it's been, been crazy. While. Well, yeah. we both went away, so it's just been a hectic. But yeah, I mean, nothing really exciting. We went home. Yeah, now we we're went back. Home. Now we're back. We'll be back for eventually. Christmas. We'll go back home, and then we'll be back here again. And then we'll be back here. This is where we live. Doing more life stuff, I guess. Yep. Yep. Good times. Mm. Oh, we did go to a convention. Oh yeah, no, we did. We it had was a, really fun. Yeah, we had a nice little. Martha had to be home for my birthday, so we had a which little, was the worst. Yes, it was a total bummer. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a nice little birthday weekend. We went yeah. to Area Fifteen, and then we went to a convention. Um, yeah, all masks, mm-hmm. and that was good. And then we went to a Heroes and Villains Ball yeah. that night. Had uh, we bought an open bar. DIP. Yes. Good choice. We though. stayed at a, um, a hotel real close. It was like a two minute Uber ride. Very easy. Very cheap. But it was fun. It was all vaccine required. Yes. And um, you did wear a mask, but obviously you're drinking and stuff. So the yeah. mask ends up coming off. But all vaccine. And it wasn't super crowded. There was plenty was say, of There space. was a lot of room. There was an outdoors, was outdoors area. area. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, and people weren't on top of each other. Yeah. And it was really, like, there were a lot of incredible. Well, I was outfits. worried where I was like, is this really going to be like a ball? Yeah. Like, are people going to be like, ball. yeah, like, is it really going to be ball? Like, like they say dress up, but are people just going to be in a, yeah, just a like, regular. But no, almost everyone was in a costume and it was a elegant version of a person of a a character yeah it was was really fun it was really really nice Mm -hmm. so it was cool yeah i now ship (laughs) shazam with clea and dr strange (laughs) because there was a cute little thruple there and i was like oh no (laughs) oh no no. (laughs) y'all are ruining my life uh, but it was fun, so that's something it was definitely nice to be able to dress up. For. Yeah, like dress up really nice, and that's something. Well, definitely, I think they and it was all for charity. I think essentially exactly. everything they uh, critical care. Conference. Yes, I think literal. I think pretty. I'm pretty sure almost everything they made went to the charity. Almost 100 percent of it. That's really great. Yeah, so. And that's good too, and all that good stuff. So that's definitely yeah. something we'll have to, we'll have to have a good time year. for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. But other than that, nothing much. It's we still all haven't seen normal. the last two episodes of What If. We'll do that at some point. We haven't watched Hawkeye yet. That just came out. We need to watch Cowboy Bebop, which also just came which out. Also just came out, but that's true. We do need to watch it. One day. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's it. That's that. That's that. So let's see if we remember how to do this because it's been forever. You ready? No, but I'll try. <laughs> I'm Brittany Petrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But First, Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Nerdy. Clink. Yeah, clink. Clink! Since you already... <laughs> Let me just cram my hand into just your can. punch your can, it's fine. <laughs> I'll open mine now since Martha already opened hers. I ruined the day and the trick of everything. <laughs> it's fine. Alright. I think we're on episode 63. I think... Yes. So, I start. Mm-hmm. My topic is 
all those nice little sandbox games <laughs> and why we're all so obsessed with them and why they're so soothing when you play them. Oh, no. Okay, okay. All right. So, most of us has all played what they call sandbox games. They're the games with no real say, objective. What is that? So, so that's what, so... Cool. I was like, I have no idea yeah. what that means. I'm sure I play them because... <laughs> you definitely play them. I only um, ever play games with no real objective. Yep. If you haven't played them, it's okay. Um, You should go play them, though, because they're great. They're the games with no real game over. You just move on to the next day. Um, like Harvest Moon, The Sims, mm -hmm. and then, of course, Animal Crossing. Oh, I love it. Yes. So they're all just considered sandbox games. Yeah. You're just living a life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. If you, like I said, if you don't play these games, you are missing out. Um, and I'll talk briefly about the ones I just mentioned so you sort of get a feel for what they are. Um, so you have a better idea of what I'm talking about. So good. Because. Oh, my God. They are very mindless and pointless, but they are so soothing. And yeah. for anyone who didn't get jump on if you Animal need to Crossing, sometimes sit and dissociate. Yeah, like that is literally. <laughs> I feel like Animal Crossing got a bunch of people through the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. Animal Crossing. That was my, my like first dumb pandemic joke, where I was like, Animal Crossing caused the pandemic so that they could be so successful, <laughs> and like. I mean, I don't think that they did, but also, like, <laughs> they, the timing was, was very suspicious. <laughs> and I was, before I hopped on Animal Crossing, I was playing Harvest Moon, which, which is, is also the same exact thing. Yep. The same kind of pointless, mindless game yeah. mode. You don't have to really pay attention I to I bought anything. all of those, like, weird Sims, uh, what's it called? Yes. Yep, exactly. Extras. Yep. All the expansion packs. Thank you. That's the I word. I got you. I'll start with uh, Harvest Moon, though The Sims franchise is technically older, that Harvest Moon is older than The Sims. Uh, I want to basically preface this with saying Harvest Moon is one of my favorite video games of all Jeez. time. How old? Um, you said it was older than The Sims? It's older. So it's not older than The Sims franchise, but it's older than The, the Sims. Sims. Which I'll tell, I'll talk yep. about dates and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I essentially love them all and they're all cute and they all have cute characters in it and cute animals and it's great. Harvest Moon or Bokujo Monogatari, which just literally means farm story in Japanese. Oh. Is a, <laughs> yep, a farm simulation role playing game developed by Amicus for the Super Nintendo Entertainment Center. The first game was released in Japan in August 1996. Aww. Then, in uh, North America, it was released by Natsumi in June 1997. Finally, it hit Europe in January of 1998. Since then, there has been 14 games released under the Harvest Moon title. And then there's been some, like, branch-off ones. They're so cute. They're so, they're so cute. cute. Yeah, they're adorable. So each game does have a slightly different story, but they're yeah. all essentially the I was gonna same. Say, there's, like, kind of a little bit of a yeah. plot. But yeah, like, but not, not really. Not so much that yeah. you have to do anything. Exactly. They all have that nice Harvest Moon feel. The main, the only one that has, like, a real, real, real plot is actually one of the first ones I played called Save the Homeland. And your plot is literally, like, if you, you don't save do the this, homeland. then the home, then... Then you, everybody's yeah. gonna not <laughs> Exactly. Everyone's not gonna be here, and this mm -hmm. town's not gonna exist anymore. But most of it isn't, it isn't quite as intense like that. So... That's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's still not even intense. It's not yeah. like you're just like, and it's like the things you have to do to save the homeland are just like stupid, fun. Garden. Yeah. 
plant things, mm-hmm. make your chicken love you, like, you know, things like that. <laughs> simple, simple things like that. You have to love me. <laughs> so essentially the main storyline is you inherit a rundown farm from your grandfather and you essentially want to turn it around. So most of them start the places up a falling apart. There's weeds everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's rocks. There's all sorts of crap that you have to clear up. A lot of the town seems also a little desolate, so you want to try to help build it back up. It usually is a semi-set time, so it's like you need to try to do these things in like two and a half or three years. But if you don't do a good job, nothing happens. You just yeah. get like a bad grade. Like, Sometimes, like, your your father will come back and be like, yeah, this sucks. You didn't do a good job. And then he'll just leave and you can just continue on with like, your little okay. game. Okay, well, <laughs> I would like to continue gardening forever. Yep, thank you. So it doesn't really matter. Sorry my chicken doesn't love me. <laughs> and then each year is four months long and they're all labeled by the seasons. And then each month is 30 days. The day will end when you go to bed each night. Uh, so throughout the story, you do simple things. You clean up all the weeds, you chop down the trees, you plant your crops, raise your animals. They have cows, chicken, sheep, goats. <coughs> you get a horse, a dog. Some of them you get a cat as well. Oh. You can fish. You mine different stones. You become friends with the townspeople. You help them out with little quests, usually just collecting something and then they'll give you something. And then most of the games have a harvest goddess and harvest sprouts that are there to help you save your little farm and village. You also have the opportunity of expanding your house, getting married, and having a kid in most of them. Ah, yay. And then you're like, oh, who do I marry? Yes. And then you have all these little cute little people. Uh, though you're usually play as male, there have been multiple recent games where you can choose. You either are female. So, you no, know, one of the first ones was there was Save uh, or um, A Wonderful Life. And then they made Another Wonderful Life, which was specifically a female character. Cute. And then in the one I've been playing, one of the newer ones that I got on the Switch, you can choose to be either male or female. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we haven't gone far enough where I can hit on Can't all the girls gay. and be gay. Yep. I have to marry a boy, but all of them are cute and you can be friends with everyone and it's fine. You can be gay in The Sims. <laughs> you can be gay in The Sims. Just wait. We'll get there. I did say, let's go, Natsumi. Let me just uh, be a girl and bang a girl. Yeah, come heart. on. I put a heart, too. <laughs> There's Well, and also the girls are so cute. Yes. I mean... Some the of the boys are, are real cute too, but yeah. the girls are always so cute. The problem with also, male I clothes want to marry more is they than can one only of them. be cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give me options. I want a boy and a girl. Yeah. I would like to have two houses, one for each. Yeah, it's great. All right. Anyways, <laughs> but. The real point of the game is really just to complete some mindless tasks day to day and be proud of your cute little farm. Mm -hmm. There's soothing music. Everyone's nice and cute. And it's just a nice little fake world to lose yourself in. Fun little fact. The past few years, the franchise has released some games under the title of Story of Seasons. These are essentially Harvest Moon games, although both titles still exist. So there still is Harvest Moon 
well, everybody's like they essentially They're feel the like the same thing. Yeah. They have a lot of the same gameplay, artwork, blah, 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 blah. Um, the difference, the reason why there's diff- a difference, Natsumi for years have been localizing the Harvest Moon series and publishing the games that we all know. However, recently Natsumi's rights to localize the game has expired. Ah. So Natsumi kept the trademark Harvest Moon and started to make new games in the series that were a little bit different from the original publisher, Marvelous, which is why these newer ones, like the one I played, um, Harvest Moon Light of Hope, is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then Marvelous can no longer use the Harvest Moon, so they went under Story of Seasons, even though it is, and it's basically just a continuation of the original Harvest Moon series. Uh, okay. So they're both basically the same thing. They just yeah. broke up and went a slight... And, Interesting. And, Instead of just staying on the same path, they they did this. <laughs> now we're parallel. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. We both said goodbye, but we're walking to the same car. Essentially. Ooh, that's Except, rough, bud. Or, yeah. Yep. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, whole, when you say goodbye, you both have to walk in like, the same oh, direction. Shit. Yep. <laughs> what if I wait five minutes? <laughs> so next up is my childhood, The Sims. Mine too. Yep. The Sims is a series of life simulation video games developed by Maxis and published by um, Electronic Arts. Yeah, games. Yeah, games. <laughs> <The> franchise- <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows. The franchise has sold nearly 2 million, 200 million copies worldwide. That's fair. I've best- bought several. Me too. It's one of the best-selling video game series of all time. Totally fair. The Sims is part of the larger Sim series that was started by Sim City mm-hmm. in 1989. Ah, yes. so that's where that factoid yes. came in before. Exactly. The player. Did you ever play Sim City? Sim City. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was never. Super I played like Sim Roller City. Coaster Tycoon. But yeah, I, didn't play I Sim City. played Sim City, but I always liked the Tycoon games better. Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo, Ida Zoo Tycoon. You know, we just have the same thing in different tycoon games. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, this roller coaster is too fast. Yeah. This one does isn't finished. And I don't know what I would literally be like, oh, there's randomly no gate to the tigers, and they would go out and eat people. <laughs> That's literally what I was saying as you were talking about I mean, your truly, roller coasters like, murdering people. The regular regular sims, you're like, oops, oh no, you Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you have to talk about that briefly. Okay. I'll wait. <laughs> so I'll put put a bit the on that. player creates a virtual uh, virtual people called Sims, place them in homes, and helps direct their moods and satisfy their desires. Players can either place their Sims in a pre-constructed home or build them themselves. Build it yourself, you fucking coward. And then um, each successful expansion pack and game in the series expands on what the players can yes! do. Yes! So oh, the expansion they, packs are so good. They're so good. Uh, the game designer, Will Wright, was inspired to create a virtual dollhouse after losing his home in Oakland firestorm of 1991. Oh my God. And he had to subsequently build, rebuild his life, replacing his home and all his possessions made him think about adapting that life experience into a game. And then Wright stated that the Sims was actually just meant to be a satire of us consumer culture. Rosebud. Uh, (laughs) Literally, literally. Okay. So the fucking like code semicolon rosebud to get a bunch of fucking yep. money is it, literally rosebud from Citizen Kane. Yep. 
Like, and it still is. Yeah. And exactly. It still is. Mm-hmm. You can still use that code. And yep. like the point of fucking Citizen Kane is that he's like, I'm so rich, but the one thing I miss is this sled from when I was little. <laughs> Sleddy. But, like, I'm pretty sure that's from a You know, I, ne- I don't know anything about that movie because I have not watched it. It's the boring. only reason I... The only reason I know it is because Futurama, yeah. no, no, Family Guy did a thing of it, and he literally I Futurama. Yeah, has I'm one sure too. they did, but they start so that it starts at the very beginning where it's like ruse, but and then yeah. Peter cuts out and goes, "It was the sled. I just saved you the most boring two hours of your life." It's true though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like. No one wants to watch a rich person moan about we don't their sad care. life. No one You're cares. You're so fucking rich. Yeah. Watch the one episode of uh, fucking 30 Rock where Jack is like, I don't know why I can't be happy. Why don't I look at... They do a, a Rosebud type thing, but it's also only 22 minutes. And it's fucking... And it's 30 Rock. And 30 they do rocks. two stories at once, so you only have 11 minutes and to deal with And they're obviously making people. super much fun of it. Yeah. Because it's 30 Rock. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that... That that tracks so goddamn yep. well. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I learned a lot about The Sims while writing this brief little synopsis. I'm excited to hear. And that was one of them. Yeah. The Sims was the first game in the series developed by Maxis and published in Electronic Arts and released on Microsoft Windows on February 4th, 2000. So 2000 was when The Sims came out. The game used... Um, I definitely played the OG one. Yes, me too. Well, that's where I started. Yeah. Um, used... Dimetric projection and featured open-ended simulation of daily activities on one of the uh, on one or more virtual persons or Sims in a suburban area near Sim City. Oh, so good! So good. And what do you do? Simply live your life. Yeah. You get a job. You make friends. You can study different areas to get better at things like arts, cooking, playing music. You can gain charisma by talking mm-hmm. into a mirror. Some point. And when you like start at whatever you're doing, you're really fucking bad at yeah, it. Yeah, you're really bad at it. You have to spend time to get like, better at it. <laughs> yep. On the violin. <laughs> you <laughs> like the oh oven on God. fire many, many times. Like, you yep. have to call the stupid fireman again. Yep. At some point, I don't know what Sims started it, but you could get married. You could have kids. Yeah. I think you couldn't have kids in the first one. You could just, like, make it. I don't remember, but whatever. Because they weren't, in the first one, you didn't age. And then they started to put that in. Um, So, get married, have kids. You can have affairs. They can be homosexual or not. Yeah. You can (laughs) can get pets. Y'all can be gay, and it's great. Uh, you can be like, well, I'm going to sleep with every person every in my person. neighborhood. Sometimes, and that's a good yeah, time. that's literally usually when I make a new person. And then everyone throws a whole goddamn shit fit, which yeah. is great. Like, so if you like reality TV and also HGTV, The Sims is the it's, game for you. It's the game for you. Mm-hmm. It's true. As well as Barbie's fashion designer. Yes. <laughs> Do you like Project Runway? <laughs> There you go. Bitch, I got you. <laughs> so all you do is you keep your sim happy by keeping them fed, social, clean, having a good time. Or you can kill them by setting a house on fire and taking away all the doors. Yeah. Or you put them in the pool and then they drown. And take away the ladder. You're like, I don't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're still my to favorite, your chest, but it's No, fine, yeah. My favorite was always putting the, like, rockets in the house. <laughs> And having them set a bunch of them up <laughs> and setting everything on fire. <laughs> yep. You can also starve and exhaust them to death. Yep. 
But well, then they're whiny. Dogs. Oh my god, also. You can kill your animals, so please feed your animals. That's why I don't have the pets one, because <laughs> I was like, I. they came out with the pets for uh, Sims 4, and it's like, has a whole lot of yeah. fucking awesome stuff. I was like, I think if I if my pet, if my fake pet dies, I would cry a lot, so I'm not gonna get this Let's one. Let's go back to nano pets. Yeah. Oh my god. My poor gigapet <laughs> dying while I was on the porta potty when we were getting, we were picking apples. <laughs> and me coming out and being like, she's dead. And your mom's like, here, I reset it for you. Yeah. You have a new one. <laughs> Yeah. Probably not my mom. Probably my dad. Okay. But absolutely, yes. <laughs> there is actually, this is the very interesting thing I learned. There's continuity between the games. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, as they advance and more expansion packs uh, comes out, you can still do more things with no real objectives. But from game to game, there is actually a semi-storyline. So, The Sims 2 is set 25 years after the original game. What? Okay. For instance, the Goth family has aged significantly. Oh, my God. Bella Goth has mysteriously vanished because she's probably dead at some point in those 25 years. Also, because the entire game is pro- was progressed from 2D to 3D, uh-huh. all the continents in 2 had to basically be completely remade, which is why it's not backwards compatible. Yeah. But there are some objects that they made sure to put in both games. Continuing on, The Sims 3 is set 25 years before the original game. What? For example, the Goth family is much younger. Bella Goth, as an adult in the first game, is a child and is named Bella uh, Bachelor in the third game. It features open, seamless <laughs> neighborhoods, improved sim creation tools, enhanced my build brain and buy- I know, that's why I'm just going to keep reading. Enhanced build and buy mode functions, and this is where they introduce wishes and goals. The game introduced a new form of direct uh, gameplay through small stepwise goals presented as opportunities the player to pursue or to refuse. So yeah, there's a con- and then Sims 4 is an alternate Sims dimension. I know. When I read this, I was like, what? The Sims isn't just the Sims? They flow together? Oh my god. That, oh my god. That is a mindfuck. I know, right? Yeah. Holy shit, I will be reading into this later and also playing The Sims all day tomorrow. (laughs) So, had plans, not those. (laughs) Uh, So the only point of the game is just basically to live a normal life. So why is it so addicting? We'll get into that. <laughs> Last but not least, we're going to talk about the franchise that released the game we all needed in 2020. Oh my god. Animal Crossing. <sighs> Animal Crossing is a social simulation video game series developed and published by Nintendo. Okay. The series was conceptualized and created by Katsuya Gucci and Hisashi Nogami since its initial release in 2001. Five Animal Crossing games has been have been released worldwide on N64, GameCube, Nintendo DS, Wii, Nintendo 3DS, and Nintendo Switch. One of them was a remake, which is why there's six systems listed, but only five games. Yeah, there is a phone game too, which is yeah, well, those like, are those are side games. I know that's a, a those side are game. main Animal Crossing yes. games that I'm talking about, and they meant and four spinoff games have also been released. There you go. But just to let you know, if you listener would like to play and don't have any of those systems the pocket camp one is it's super cute. fucking fun it is really cute i played that for a little yeah. bit i played that one before i got the oh yeah well that yeah. came out years before this one came out the switch one yes 
Um, so the series has been both critically and commercially successful and have sold over 60 million units worldwide. As I just said, they've released four spinoff games, including the one on your phone. Yep. So in the Animal Crossing theme, the player assumes the role of a human character who moves into a rural village populated with anthropomorphic animals and lives there indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Gameplay is open-ended. Players have no defined object objectives and are instead encouraged to spend their time in the village performing any number of activities, which include collecting items, planting plants, bug catching, fishing, and just socializing with your cute little animal villagers. Like being friends. I know. Being it- friends and buying things. <laughs> my two favorite things. My one favorite thing and then another thing that I'll do with fictional things. Yes. So Animal Crossing, unlike Harvest Moon that I mentioned where you're in your own specific time, is all done in real time, utilizing utilizing the video game console's internal clock and calendar. Thus, a passive time in the game reflects what it really is in the real world. So that's why when you don't play Animal Crossing for seven months, you wake up with massive bedhead, weeds everywhere, and cockroaches in your house. And all your neighbors are like, hey, I haven't seen you in ten months. Yeah, and if they're the bitchy neighbor, they're like, yo, kind of rude. I'm like, um, I know... They even go as so in-depth, especially in the new one for the Switch, to include holidays and different, just uh, your birthday and things oh that God. just go through time. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many cute. Yep. Your birthday is yep. so nice. Mm-hmm. One notable feature of Animal Crossing series is the high level of customization available, some of which affects the outcome of the game. The player character is both named and gendered by the real-life player, and their appearance can be modified by buying or designing custom clothes and accessories and then changing their hairstyles. One of the best parts. Yes. Got to dress something something different every day. Yeah. The player's house can also be furnished, decorated, and also expanded. And the player can purchase and collect furniture and place it anywhere in the house as well as will change the wallpaper and the floor design. You can also place it randomly around your island. While it's terrain, building location, and initial residents are, um, are randomly generated... You, I think in the newest one, you had a choice. You could choose which island to set I was up. Say, I there was like four, like four or something. Or five, yeah, you, and could, you could pick, yeah, pick one. which one you wanted to go yeah. on. New Horizons, which the player similarly decides between four given islands. Oh. Uh, the village's name and anthem, as well as some of the residents' <laughs> catchphrases, are also determined by the, free, the player. So here's a fun story about the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. About the stupid fucking anthem of my goddamn fucking island in Animal Crossing. So, I don't know. I guess I made up a song a while ago. And then, or when I first got my island, because you can make it up or you can put in whatever song. Not whatever song. You get I'm a sure they have up. some set. Yeah. I was going to say, it's only so many yeah. notes. Notes. And it's only so long. But that's fine. And it just plays wherever you are on the island. Then cut to like probably four months later where I was like, God, the Animal Crossing theme is so fucking catchy. I like cannot stop singing it and just like do do doing around. And then cut posted to Posted it on Twitter. Posted it on Twitter because I'm the worst. 
and wanted somebody to be like, yes, I agree with you. You're right. And let's talk about it. And maybe there's like, maybe somebody posted like a mix of it or something. No, no one did. Cut to probably four months after that, where I realized I wrote this dumb song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was just getting my own like dumb shitty themes stuck in my head because I was like, oh, oh, you can just change it. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, you're still the worst. Still the worst. Yeah. Mine's still Phantom of the Opera. Mine is Sailor Moon now. Yeah, I have to change it to something Christmasy. But I only realized that it was a problem when I changed it to Sailor Moon and was like, oh. Yep. Oh, oh, no. And that's Martha in a nutshell. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. So collecting items is a major part of Animal Crossing. The player can explore the village and gather objects, including fruit from trees, seashells, any discarded items. Nearly all objects can be sold for bells, which is the in-game currency. Players collect objects to attain more bells, which can be then used to buy furniture and clothing, purchase home expansions, and different things in the game. A number of specialized tools are available for other activities, such as fishing and insect insect collecting. Special special items such as fossils and paintings can be donated to the village museum. Not fake ones, though. There's, I found a guide that tells you if they're fake or not. Online? Yeah. It shows you. Yeah. The two pictures. One that's real and then the one that's fake. My problem is I don't always look at the guide and sometimes I just buy it. No, well, you should be not impatient for two seconds. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I just have it saved on my phone. Another fun dumb Animal Crossing story. So you know how I told you I bought a yacht because I was like, ooh, a yacht. Yeah. I, when I was selling things at this store, I accidentally sold it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And I got like so much less than I paid for. Oh my God. I was like, why is this turtle so big? Oh no. You're dumb. So and then I you bought all these turnips that rotted and you don't have a yacht. I don't have a yacht to put my rotten turnips on. <laughs> You're <laughs> disgust. <laughs> that sounds like a rich white guy problem. Oh my god. I don't have a yacht. <laughs> I really Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's not even that funny. It's your reaction to it. That's a fucking over the top. Two hundred twenty thousand, and then I get like eighty five thousand for it. It's like buying a new car on the market and the on the lot, driving off the lot, and then they're like, "Oh, now it's only worth twenty thousand, yeah. even though you just paid thirty five thousand for it." Or buying a video game and then trying to bring it back to like fucking. I, don't know I know you paid sixty five dollars for this uh, game a but day ago at GameStop, but 18. now it's worth eight bucks. Yep, you touched it with your weird gamer hands. And I know we're also going to sell it for forty five dollars. Yep, but you get eight dollars. Mm. <laughs> That's capitalism, baby. 
Aside from Martha selling her yacht, <laughs> special items <laughs> such as fossils and paintings may be donated to the village museum. The player can choose to socialize with the other animal residents by engaging in conversations, sending and receiving letters and gifts, just doing a nice little bartering system. They'll run up to you sometimes and be like, hey, you want to buy this? And just fun little things with them. They're so cute. Now you can, like, exercise with them. Oh, my God. And yeah, so cute. Yeah. Um, and the residents may move in or out of the village depending on your actions as the player. Mm-hmm. So if you have a really cute neighbor, you'd say, no, don't leave. And they'll be like, oh, my God, why would I ever want to leave? For real. And then if you have a gross neighbor, you're like, get the fuck out. And then right. you can go find a cute really neighbor. Really cute, like, bitchy bunny neighbor was like, oh, darling, I'm thinking about this. And I was like, no. I know. She was All like, of the, oh, my no, past, like, blah, blah, blah. The past, like, like, I'm giving you so much stuff. Please don't, please don't leave. leave. I know. The past, like, three neighbors that have wanted to move are all, like, my cute sheep and cow. And I'm like, no, my pigs and no, my sheep and, and my cows can't leave. I'm like, the. Like, aren't we best friends? The other ones that can leave. Yeah. No, I like one of my bunnies. Dottie can stay. I love Dottie. But my penguin and my elephant and my other bunny can leave if they want. I don't mind them being there, but they can also leave. No, I get that. Wade the penguin. I think I have Wade the penguin. Oh, we both have Wade the penguin. Oh, no, I have Cube. Okay. He's very dumb. Yeah. So, um... All installments of Animal Crossing allow some form of communication between players, both offline and online. A single village can house up to four human players, although only one can be exploring the village at any given time. I wonder which one this is in. I don't know. If if you have, like, like if you both have an account on the same Switch. Oh, okay. I think that it's That's still that one means. at a time. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So, um... The players can interact via written messages through the village post office or bulletin board. And the GameCube um, iteration allows players to travel to other villages by trading memory cards with the game data. And then they were like, oh, now we can use internet and now you can just do it over the internet. Yeah. So all of your friends that you couldn't see during the pandemic, you, you could go just visit go their visit island. their island. It was, it was so wonderful. cute. So why are so many of us obsessed with these games? Why, after a long day of work, we want to turn on a game and just play a person who has to go to work all day long? So let's break it down, and we're going to start simple. Money and capitalism. <laughs> and all these... <laughs> and this is this this is the simple one out of what I'm going to talk about. Oh, boy. In all the worlds, money isn't a problem. I can pick up a weed on the ground, and I know the goddamn nooklings are going to buy it for me. Yeah. There's no sh- shortage of gathering um, the game's currencies. You want to buy a cow? That's fine. I'm just going to chop a few trees for a day or two, sell the wood, and now I have a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I wish I could sell all our damn boxes that our packages come oh in God. back. Yeah, that would be great. There's like, here's a broken, decrepit box. You get some bells for it. You have to carry it downstairs now. Exactly. So that's obviously one of the nice and easy things. Actually, I didn't ever think about that as a possibility, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, you can because you can end up. It might take a little grinding, but you can get whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You will get there with no. You just have to take a little extra time to. 
pick up the shells and but catch the everything fish. Everything is attainable. And, yeah, but everything is easily attainable. Obviously, like in Harvard, I mean, in um, Animal Crossing, selling the turnips is the quickest way to do it if you yeah. can get a good price. But, but you just that, fish. You'll get m- plenty of money. You yeah. just catch bugs. Like, exactly. You'll get there. You just, yeah. Yeah, it's going to grind you a Make bit. things and then sell them. Yeah. So let's go a little bit deeper other than capitalism. Boo. Pass. All these games have both a psychological and emotional effect on us, and usually in a positive way. Uh, The mundane and reassuring world of these games, even though the progress is slow, it is satisfying, and there is zero pressure in any of these games to get anything done. If I don't want to freaking shake my trees and get the fruit today... That's fine. It I can do it there. tomorrow. It doesn't It'll block. still be there. There are very few things that are time sensitive. Yes. Uh, just the turnips. Just the turnips. <laughs> and remember even you in not even sell in, your yacht. Yes. Don't do that. Even in Harvest Moon, if I don't, if I play a bunch of get days in a row, and since it's not time-based, I have to go through the days myself and don't take care of my animals they're still gonna be there. Yeah. They're just gonna be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't They're not die. gonna lay that golden egg. Yeah. They're not gonna die. They're just gonna be like, they're, instead of having all eight hearts, they're gonna be back to probably one heart, and I have to build up all my hearts again. Mm-hmm. But nothing bad ever happens. No. They can get sick, but they don't die. Nothing they like just genuinely If, if bad. they sick, if they're sick, they just don't produce. So you have to get the medicine. Yeah. And then you can start, you know, getting milk again. And they're only sick when you don't take care of them. So don't leave them outside for three days. When <laughs> they don't like that. That's fair. So the music is calming. The pace is calming. There's literally no anxiety because you don't have to get anything done. And that's just something that most of us do not have the privilege to do day to day. There's a little bit of anxiety if you're an idiot and you sell your yacht. But that's a very temporary anxiety. No, it's mostly, like, immediately, like, I was like, oh, I'm done. Um, Yeah, and then you're over it. Yeah. I guess I'll go hope the yacht shows up again for me to rebuy. Well, I can buy it from the, like, little Mm. kiosk, so... Once you already buy it, you can buy it again. I also, like, dropped a lot of money on it and feel like dumb dumb after I bought all of the stores so I don't have as much money anymore. <laughs> um, oh no, I've spent all of the money that I had, but not really. <laughs> but not actually. And I still also, have two million in the Everything bank. is attainable. Oh, I have about a hundo thousand. Oh, that's it? Right now. Well, yeah, because I, I bought all of the stores and they're all hundo thousand each. Oh yeah. And then I bought... But I would grind... See, that's what I did oh, too. Yeah. I was just booping around. Because you could only buy one a day. Yeah. So I would just grind through the day. I just didn't do much. <laughs> I visited my neighbors and I made a bunch of food. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this feeling we get when we play these simple tasks and get these rewards, it's done in a specific way to make us keep coming back. So that's set up this mm-hmm. way, which is why... I can play all 14 Harvest Moon games and still feel joy. (laughs) 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 It's easy to to just say that the farming and life simulations replicate a simpler, kinder world. But that's not particularly deep or new in any kind of observational way. 
there are these things called compulsion loops and Skinner box. So a Skinner box, known more scientifically as an awkward conditioning chamber, is a psychological experiment that teaches an animal to perform an action in order to receive a reward, like oh, food, no. water, and attention. Sometimes oh, the action no. is pressing a button. Sometimes it means want uh, waiting a fixed or random amount of time. The animals soon start to experience a rush of dopamine, a brain chemical that feels good for those of you who don't know, in anticipation of the reward because they created a neural pathway that associates this task completion with something that they like, they're going to keep doing it. So we're going to dig even more deeper into this. One of the most interesting discoveries of the Skinner Box experiment is the most successful way to teach an animal to perform a task is the variable ratio schedule, essentially making the effort reward ratio random. Instead of one reward, every button press, the animal instead gets a reward for 10 presses and then 32 and then maybe one and then maybe 10. Again, whatever. It keeps going because the reward could be the next one or the next one or the next one gambling also a gambling problem gambling anyways tasks such as mining and harvest moon games shopping and animal crossing games or fishing is basically in every game are often random in fact that's what's called a variable interval schedule you might have to wait 10 minutes for your next fish and you might have to wait uh, or you might even have to wait an hour but it will come like the variable ratio schedule. The randomness keeps us coming back for one more turn, giving us a fresh dopamine hit every time we end up getting a fish on that hook or that grand piano that we've been waiting for in Nook's Cranny. <laughs> there is another successful This is te- like when my therapist tells me something that's too true, which also happened yesterday. So I'm feeling super great. <laughs> There is another successful teaching uh, method that the Skinner Box experiments found is the fixed ratio schedule, in which an animal receives a reward every nth time they perform the action. Not every single time, like teaching a dog to perform a trick by giving it a treat every time it rolls over, but instead every second, fifth, or tenth time. If the animal receives a reward every time, they'll forget it faster. But if it takes a while to get the reward on this fixed ratio, they'll remember it longer. Oh, I hate Example, this. every day you check into the bank at Animal Crossing, yep. your reward goes up I a little exactly bit more. I knew exactly what you were talking about, so but you, also, yep. like... So, you want to make sure you go in and check you every day, day, so that way, by your eighth day or whatever it is, you get that big, like, $200 uh, point like, reward. literally, all of the games that I play are one or the other, yep. and I'm feeling very yep. attacked and a lot this. of them use both. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, so similarly to this similarly to the Skinner box <laughs> to the Skinner box experiment, the compulsion loop that most games are built around teaches players to perform tasks in order to get that dopamine hit. With things like loop boxes replicating the variable ratio schedule and tasks like farming replicating the fixed ratio. A good game has a bit of both enough randomness to keep coming back, enough fair reward to make sure that you're making progress and getting that dopamine hit. Oh my god. Farming and life simulators are an excellent balance of both, plus the added bonus of agency in the form of costumization and marriage candidate choices. In terms of fair fixed rewards, there are plenty of examples. If you plant and water your crops, 
they will grow. If you sell those crops, you will get money. You can buy new tools and equipment. And it's at the exact same price that they were yesterday. Yep. Oh, my God. If you give a thousand eggs to someone, they will eventually love you. If you take good care of your cows, they will give you golden milk. (laughs) Nothing ever changes, and it's all wonderful. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I have to go lie down. (laughs) So let's sum it all up. It's all psychological manipulation and game designs added to make players feel in control. Even though they're slightly out of control because of these weird ratios, we know where we stand and is providing us with fixed rewards and are left us <laughs> left feeling as though we are the masters of our own situation, success, and status. <laughs> and once again, there are no stakes here and no anxiety. Uh, except for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Like, the chance that you're going to get a high turn-up price. That yeah, no. is something that... Is completely like unfixed. As something that I haven't seen in the like clothing well, store. Yes, or I one example I was typing up and then I deleted it was you go around the beach every day and pick up that bottle in hopes that it's a recipe <gasps> that you don't already have. <gasps> and more than likely you're already gonna have it, but you pick it up because when you don't have that today recipe. Today was pear jam, and I didn't <laughs> have pear jam. <laughs> you pick up that recipe. And it's, I mean, it's already fine because you can go sell that recipe for Bells, but it's a little more exciting when you don't have that recipe. Oh my God. Like, oh. All right. You ready to go for a little bit deeper? No. I'm already like growing a new wrinkle. (laughs) (laughs) The self-determination theory. It states that we as complex beings desire three things, competence, autonomy, and uh, relatedness. The ability to thrive. Is it autonomy? Yeah, probably. Okay. Autonomy. It's one of photography. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> the ability to thrive, the ability to choose, and the ability to connect with others. In these games, progress is rarely hampered by other people, except when it's midnight and I want new fucking clothes and the Able Sisters are closed. Mm. But... That's my problem, I guess. We are masters of our own world. We can do whatever. We can still catch bugs. We can still get fish. We can still talk to our neighbors. There's always neighbors out. Always neighbors out. We are competent farmers because our farm is producing crops. Yeah, and you don't have to do anything. (laughs) We we have agency over those crops that we plant. We can pick who we marry. We can usually pick our neighbors as long as we do it in a certain amount of time. Yeah. (laughs) We can form bonds with the town folks by giving them gifts and talking to them. You can even be like, I don't like you and dislike them and hit them a bunch of times with a racket. Or push them. Be like, I'm just running at you. And they're like, I'm mad at you. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. But But none of them will actually ever dislike you. They won't try to kill you. No, they will not. Mm -hmm. These games, even in their randomness, are familiar and predictable. By and large, the graph of effort reward will pretty much make a straight diagonal. What you put in is what you get out. The real world, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. like that. There's too many variables. Whether or not you get a promotion is not a result of filling up the experience point bar. Dependent on your boss's mood, how young you are, the fact the CEO's son is the one who was going to take the position, all that stupid shit. That dopamine, it hit, it's unpredictable and often non-existent because life doesn't run 
on a nice tidy little schedule like it does in these games. And although randomness is a great variable for teaching animals to press buttons, and then that little psychological experiment, the results in the end usually aren't great and are kind of just cruel. Cruelty and unfairness is not a good teaching tool. Negative punishment, like having our Game Boy taken away for being by misbehaving, can be used to instill desired behavior in people, but not combined with the randomness. In fact, it often creates feelings of fear and a failure that people suffer from and don't get over. <laughs> it's like a boss who continued continuously denies a bonus mm. or a parent who will cancel things because of bad grades. Mm. In a world where we're often treated shitty and that dopamine hit is very, very random. We seek comfort in games where things just work a little more neatly and we know when it's going to come. We turn on a game like Animal Crossing or Harvest Moon. We have stupid little goals like to just fucking, you know, buy that fucking yacht. Martha. Again. <laughs> and all we have I to do. I just wanted to bring it so that I could get a different color <laughs> yacht. And all we have to do is just walk along the road and pick up some sticks and sell them to get that yacht. Mm. It's not particularly exciting or even really interesting, but for most people, it's just cozy and provides that nice little dopamine and comfort that we all need. So, for all my fellow nerds, this is why we love these games. Um, if you haven't played Animal Crossing, Harvest Moon, or even The Sims, I highly recommend it. Oh. If you have played them and you're looking for another, just a slightly different more um, game for more stress relief and uh, dopamine hitting and all that good stuff, I'm just going to name a few more for you to check out if you're interested. So there's Stardew Valley. It's very similar to Harvest Moon. Yes. I actually have it on my PlayStation yeah, 4. Yeah, Stardew Valley. Yep. Very cute. Very easy. Very simple. You can get it on the PlayStation Network. I think I bought mine for like 20 bucks. Not it's even. On I think the it was Switch like 17. Too. Okay. Rune Factory. It's a nice mix of Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing, but it's a little more anime art feel. Um, and the newer ones can be found on the Switch. And then there's this one that I haven't played before, but it looks really cute, called Slime Rancher. And you just explore worlds and manage different slimes. <laughs> um, and they're all just, like, little cute blobbies. That's like, mean. slimy gumdrops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as I can tell, I knew it's on, exactly what you were yeah, talking about. When it's you were on like, all systems. Yeah, you can get it on all the systems. Um, I did forget to mention my um, sources, so I'm oh, going to yes. do it now. Obviously, the main ones are um, Wikipedia and fandom. I read an article published by Jeffrey Yu. If you like Animal Crossing, nope. Well, I did read an article. Just those are, that's where I got my list of a couple of the other games. Ah. And then the actual article that I read for a lot of this um, by Kate Gray. Why do people love games like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing? Which ah. is where she talked a lot about the... So all the different, all like... The brain things of why we like these games. I like this a lot. It's, it's just... It's mindless. It's yeah. easy. You don't have to pay too much attention to it. And yeah, you get stupid rewards. Mm -hmm. Look how cute I look in my dress. Yeah. And One like, day I'll have that baby in Harvest Moon. Every now and then, there's like a starry night mm -hmm. in Animal Crossing. And you can collect stars the next day. And that's yeah. a good day. Look at my really, really cute neighbor. Yeah. 
She gave me a gift. I gave her a gift, and now she's wearing a little hat. Oh, my God. I love when they wear your gifts. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> and like, I bought this sweater for you because I thought it would make me cry. Oh, Let's you. see. All right. And that is my topic. I love it. Yeah. Yay. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I would say that E3 maybe isn't the event that it once was, but everybody still plans their event around the E3 schedule. Steven Spielberg could throw out a gum commercial and we'd all watch it because it's Steven Spielberg. Dragon Age 4 is carrying, I think, the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week. And right here on the ESO Network. All right. Today, I am going to, uh, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? And I was standing around in the shower and I was thinking about stuff. And then I was like, you know, I'm still angry about uh, the Sand Snakes and Dorne in Game of Thrones. So let's talk about that stuff. (laughs) I haven't talked about Game of Thrones in a minute. And like, A Song of Ice and Fire, the book series, the Dornish part is like the best, best, best shit. And they did them so goddamn dirty. So I'm going to talk about the good parts. And then we're going to talk about how fucked up they did But also, I'm going to throw a lot of names at you, so feel free to be like, hold your fucking horses. Which bitch are we talking about (laughs) here? I've lost my nonsense. And that's okay. But yeah, so I was like, I want to talk about the Sand Snakes. And then I was like, yes, but also, if we're going to talk about the Sand Snakes, we have to talk about Princess Ariane Martel. So it ended up being mostly about her. That's fine. She does most of the plot stuff. The Sand Snakes are just also cool, and they have a really cool name. And then Dorne. Yeah. It's also uh, titled, Why I'm Mad About Game of Thrones Part Who Knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, to know about the Sand Snakes, you have to know a little bit more about Dorne. So, Dorne. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, Westeros and all of that nonsense, nonsense is made up of the Seven Kingdoms. Westeros and Nonsos? Westeros and Nonsos. <laughs> yes. Westeros is Nonsoros. Uh, no. It's all of that nonsense. We're not getting into why the minutia of why there's seven kingdoms. No, because that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. And also, like, even I don't really care about that. My sources are just A Song of Ice and Fire, the, that wiki, and the Game of Thrones wiki. That's pretty much it. I read some ar- other articles that I might mention, but none of them are going to be quoted. But, okay, so Dorne is the southernmost part of Westeros. It's hot and arid there. Also, Dorne is just kind of way more interesting than the rest of Westeros because Dorne is one of the places where... So, originally, back in the day, this is going to be the last of the, like, unnecessary other history that we get into... Westeros, all the people are supposed to be descended of three different types of people, which sounds like bad writing, but don't look too closely at it. So you've got the first men who are the, like, 
North people and they worship like the old gods and all that nonsense and all the tree people and stuff like that. Not the tree people, but like, tree. The, you know, the little oh. tree faces that I was going to look up the names of and then and totally didn't. forgot and didn't. <laughs> so, um, fair. <laughs> yeah, it, all I wrote in here is spooky trees. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so like that's, that's your northern people. It's also probably your people who are north of the wall. Uh, you've got the Andals who are tall and fair-haired. They worshipped the seven and they brought like organized religion to the land. So they're kind of a huge bummer. Personally. You. No one likes organized no religion. No one likes organized religion. Right. Leave your goddamn Go shit Go back to home. Final Fantasy X. No <laughs> one likes organized religion. Whatever episode that was. Ooh. Do not remember. No, numbers are hard. Um, <laughs> and then, so the Roinar are the, like, coolest ones, and the Roinar practiced a number of customs that differed from the mainstream and culture. This included uh, primogeniture, which is uh, granting inheritances to the eldest child, regardless of gender. So if you are the prince or princess of Dorne, um, it doesn't matter as long as you're the oldest, because that's the person who's going to be next in line. As opposed to literally all of the rest of the Seven Kingdoms, where you can only Maybe be a male. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, so Dorne is cool, because they're way better than everybody else. The Roinar also were cool with uh, homosexuality, and then because they originated... <sighs> I, originated. I was going to say, that was a red <laughs> word. Uh, because they originated uh, and had city-states, they uh, titled their rulers as princes and princesses instead of uh, kings and queens. So centuries ago, Dorne was a coalition of the first men of the Andals, and then there was the Roinish Wars, and there was the Roinish legendary warrior queen, Nymeria, who uh, Arya named her her wolf, her wolf after, who is a boss and a fucking half. She brought her fleet of 10,000 goddamn ships. I thought you were talking about the wolf for a second. Also a boss. Also a boss and a half. Yeah. Turns out if you As- have that name, you're probably going to do okay. <laughs> you're killing the game. So legendary warrior queen Nymeria comes in and conquers all of these motherfuckers. And that's why most of Dorne has a lot of uh, ruinish culture instead of like the Andals and the first one. That's why they're cooler than all of the rest of Westeros. Because they're not sexist. Because they're not sexist because they were se- probably on the like path to be sexist and then Nymeria came in and literally like, just yoink. was like, yeah, Nymeria, the, this is my quote. <laughs> so there's the big thing. Nymeria, the queen of being the boss of everyone, came through and was like, sorry, I'm too badass for you dinks. Turn on a woman who's going to rule because she's better than you. Said with a boot on your neck and all of the rest of the Dornish were like, yes, ma'am, anything you say, ma'am. Please step on me. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. Same. <laughs> Some more recent history for Dorne with the whole Rhaegar-Lyanna thing where Rhaegar is... Do you know about that? I should probably specify just because not every one of our listeners necessarily knows about that. Also, uh, there are going to be a Song of Ice and Fire spoilers in here, and I'm sorry. But also, not that... It's, you can stop listening now if you want. Still, rate, review, subscribe. Um, 
<laughs> Basically, Rhaegar is one of the Targaryens. He was supposed to marry Elia Martell, who is Doran and Oberyn's sister. I think he did marry her. He he married her. Yeah, they who got married. He? So he's one of the Targaryens. He's okay. Daenerys's older. I think maybe like I don't know if he's her brother or uncle. Okay. Something like that. I think he's her brother because Aegon is also her father. He was the Mad King. Yep. Okay. Um, but he was the heir, basically, for Aegon. And Aegon was the Mad King, right? Aegon was the okay. Mad King. Rhaegar was his heir. He's also, like, not a crazy Targaryen. He's not necessarily the best person, but he's not a crazy Targaryen. So Like um, Daenerys isn't even though the game the the show made her. Bingo. Exactly. <laughs> it's a flip a coin thing and you know, sometimes your coin lands on the good side. Sometimes it lands on the bad side. Turns out when you have a lot of incest It's usually the bad side. Yeah. Well and like especially when you've got incest and also like weird dragon magic, you're like really playing with a lot of fire here. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So Rhaegar Targaryen was married to Elia. They had two children. And then he had an affair with Lyanna Stark. And there was a whole, like, so Robert's Rebellion, the, that whole goddamn fucking war, was because Robert thought that Rhaegar had killed Lyanna. Here's the spoilers, folks. Turns out they actually ran away together. They are the parents of Jon Snow. And then she died in childbirth. Bam. But also, like, it's some pretty disrespectful shit to run away from your wife like that with their two kids when there's a whole goddamn fucking bunch of shit going on. Rude Um, men. Yeah. You know. So that's not great. So uh, Prince Doran, who is like, he's... They're all called Prince, but he's, like, the head prince. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, it's not... It's fine. Whatever. Um, was furious about the way that his sister had been treated by Rhaegar. Because, um, like, so they had... There was a big joust, and Rhaegar, uh, instead of, like, getting the favor from his wife, got it from Lyanna, and, like, there was a big goddamn thing about it. Uh, drama. And then... Taken right out of history. Exactly. That's, like, real that Henry did that all the time. Yeah. He's a bitch. Yeah, well, and, like, a lot of Game of Thrones is taken from the War of the Roses. Yeah. That's exactly, like, you went right the fuck out yeah. of there. That's another track. Uh, men are another gross. topic. And men is... Men, men are gross is an ongoing topic men that will be gross. in everything that we ever talk about forever. But today we are talking about specifically women in Dorne. <laughs> That whole nonsense happens. Uh, Rhaegar dies at the Battle of the Trident. I think Robert kills him. I don't 100% remember. He's a poet, not a fighter. Whatever. But uh, King Eris. Oh, was it Eris? Eris the Mad. I think Aegon was probably also a mad one. Because, you know, there's a lot of... They all have very similar names. I should have looked at this before I said that. <laughs> You're supposed to know what's going on here. I'm... Mostly on top of it. <laughs> I'm pretty on top of it, except for this one name. The rest of this has been pretty here. Uh, uh, but yeah, 
Eris the Mad. My absolute fucking bad. Eris was like, Rhaegar had betrayed the Trident, so uh, he refused to send Elia and her children um, away. And then they were brutally killed by the mountain while they were still there. So, so all of this basically... Fucking mountain. All this goddamn nonsense led to them being like, like, Elia was killed and then the, like, baby and toddler were both, like, killed. Gross. Mm-hmm. It's a bad fucking time. It's and then time. Uh, King Robert Baratheon hops on the throne and kind of, like, pardons everything. Like, the mountain still works for him and stuff like that. That's gross. Yeah. So, exactly. He proved to be accepting of the deaths of Elia and her children, and Doran's younger brother, Oberyn, uh, sent messages all over Doran in an attempt to raise a rebellion for uh, Viserys Targaryen uh, during the years after the rebellion, but it didn't really work out. So... That's all of your, like, more or less important history. We've got Prince Oberon uh, Martell, who is known as the Red Viper, and he is the father of the Sand Snakes, who are his eight bastard daughters, because he doesn't ever marry anybody. Because, A, you still... I don't think you can marry bastards in Dorne, but they can, like, still be part of everything. It's still better, but it's not great. You know, it's also still fantasy goddamn nonsense. Raise this is a interjection. Yep, but I was listening to my Queen's podcast. Mm-hmm. And in Korea, back in like the 1700s, 1800s, mm-hmm. whatever they followed for their rule... They didn't give two shits what bloodline you were. They could literally adopt a kid and they'd be like, this one's going to be king now. So first of all, I love that. (laughs) And secondly, that's a little, they do. So it's like way backstory shit. But like in the previous like Targaryen rule, there was one king who legitimized all of his bastards and basically was like, now y'all can fight for it. I'm dying. Peace. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason why they're all a big goddamn nightmare. Because <laughs> some king chose violence and drama yep. right before he died. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, what, that's the way I want to go mean, out. if you're a king, like, you might as well be as shitty as possible because that's already your position. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Oberyn is the younger brother of Doran Martell, the Prince of Dorne. Uh, he has eight bastard daughters called the Sand Snakes, the four youngest of Hume, of Hume, of whom are with his current paramour, Ilaria Sand. Uh, and in the TV adaptation, he was played by Pedro Pascal. Who's hot. Who is hot. But yeah, he was always very fierce, and, uh, according to Tywin Lannister, he'd always been kind of half mad, which was probably... Mostly after his sister had been brutally murdered and no one did a goddamn thing about it. Happened. <laughs> and then Doran always described him as deadly dangerous and unpredictable um, and also rash. And, you know, you can kind of see that. He's bloodthirsty and he'd, he's somebody who had always sought revenge for his sister Elia, who he'd been very close with as children. And he also uh, learned a lot about poisons while he was growing up. And, you know, 
he and Ilaria are both bi, so representing. But yeah, so all of his, uh, like, bastards that he knew about, first of all, he's only, apparently only has daughters. He also claims all of them. He's like, no, they're, they're my daughters. You can tell. And, like, you can. That's... <laughs> Like, they all have a little ashamed. bit of that sort of... I'm clearly a womanizer, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's fine. I'm, I, I get around a lot, and, like, you know, I'm having a good time. Uh, what are you gonna do? Also raised them and made sure that they were all people who could fight, and uh, so that they would be able to defend themselves and allow themselves to, to choose. Like, they nobody has to get married if they don't want to, and, you know, you get yours where you want to. I'm sure he's a finger gun. <laughs> I'm 100% sure about that. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. It's a self-call-out day. Now we're going to talk about the heir to the throne, Princess Ariane Martel, and why she's a boss, and also other stuff. So Princess Ariane Nymeros. Nymeros? Nymeros, because Nymeria... Probably. Martel, better known as simply Ariane Martel, is uh, the eldest daughter of Doran Martel, the ruling prince of Doran, and uh, his consort, Lady Malario of the Free City of Norvos. She's the heiress of the Sunspear and the future ruling princess of Doran. She's also a point of view character in the books, so you get her um, point of view. Thank you for that explanation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so she is calculating, adventurous, and fierce-tempered. Uh, when she sees something sh- she desires, she basically strives to get it at all costs and doesn't strive away from using, like, babe is hot, and she's like, mm, I mean, if men are weak to me, then what am I to do about it? You know, I can't say anything against that. She probably is more like her uncle, Oberyn, than her father, and one of her, like, great weaknesses is handsome men who she is not supposed to have. She's like, but what about if I want to? It's fine. Uh, but yeah, so she always had a really close relationship with her uh, father when she was young, and then when she was 14, she stumbled across a half-written letter from her dad to her younger brother, Quentin, who is being fostered at Ironwood with a Y because fantasy. I know. <laughs> and in the letter, Doran stated that Quentin would some uh, one day sit in his place and rule Doran, uh, suggesting that Ariane, uh, suggesting basically that she wouldn't rule Doran. And she was like, what the fuck? I am next in line. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I would be like, whew. Pass it off to someone else. Yeah. I don't want to rule oh, yeah, this place. No, no, no. I just want to be this carefree princess forever. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing for real. Being the second or third. But being the like, third in line is like the best. You're never going to get the throne. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get it. It's not going to happen. But you get all the perks of being a princess. Yeah. So there are very little perks in being a princess in Westeros because it's all just bad times for everybody. Oh, I thought we are in Dorne. We are in Dorne, but Dorne is in Westeros. And like, like, while there are still perks, you're still a person who's probably going to be married to someone, which <laughs> is kind of a bummer. 
But anyhow, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, she's like, okay, why doesn't my dad want me to do this? That's bullshit. So she began to rebel in a bunch of like small ways. Then when she uh, reached the age of marriage, like uh, her dad presented her with a bunch of suitors who were a bunch of like old dudes and stuff like that. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I am absolutely not going to do this nonsense. Wait, but how old? Like, Walter Frey. Like, like, I can put a pillow over your face and no one will know old. I mean, it is Dorn. You could do that. But, um... Martha and I's real goal in life. Not not quite that old. Yeah. Yeah. All of these suitors and it's like, oh, God, that's really bullshit. And uh, once upon a time, she tried to, she tried to seduce Renly and it didn't work. And he was like... Mostly confused. <laughs> it's like I wonder oh, why. Oh, I wonder. I wonder what happened there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I uh, bet a few years later she was like, Ugh. "Oh, absolutely." Who hasn't had that? <laughs> yeah. So she because she'd read that letter about trying to put Quentin in there, and also got all these insulting marriage candidates, and and like Doran was very cool to her. She was like, okay, I guess my dad hates me, and is kind of the fucking worst. But in truth, what he was actually trying to do was arrange a marriage to Viserys Targaryen, so that she, when Viserys came back, they could she could be the queen of the Seven Kingdoms, and then Quentin would have to. Which one's that one? He's Danny's older brother, so not great. The crazy one. The crazy one. Okay, yeah, not mm-hmm. great. But yeah, so what he was trying to do is arrange that marriage so that she could actually be the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, and then Quentin would have to take care of Dorne because he would be the only one left. That comes out in the books, but before the books, she's like, oh, I guess he just hates her. Also, you know, not great, because, you know, you're Targaryens, you're like, could be good, could be bad. Also, you have... Flipping a coin. You've already flipped that coin, and it didn't work out super well for Ilya. But uh, the thing is, if a Dornish woman is queen, the Dornish women have as much power as the men. If uh, and also they, the Dornish people have a lot of poison knowledge. So you know, so just just something to think about. Uh, but plot in a sec. So the Sand Sisters. Sand Sisters. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you poisoned yourself. I did. <laughs> the Sand Snakes. Oh my god. So in birth order, you've got Obara Sand, who was a daughter by a sex worker from Old Town. Nymeria Sand, who is also lo- known as Lady Nim, who is daughter of a Valentine uh, noblewoman. Tyene Sand, who is daughter by a Septa, who is like a nun. Sorella Sand, daughter by a trader from the Summer Isles. And then the rest of them are from our daughters to Ilaria Sand. You've got Elia, Obella, Daria, and Lareza. Do they actually call them sex workers in this book? No, they don't. Okay. I didn't think so, but I just wanted to make No, sure. they don't. <laughs> sex workers, the proper term, yep. everyone. Mm-hmm. So, Obara is more... She's the fighty one. She considers herself a warrior. The oldest one. She's the oldest okay. one. We're going to go in order. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
but she she wields a spear and a whip and a round shield and yes please i know right <laughs> uh instead of a gown she wears uh breeches so she wears pants she wears the pants in the sand snakes and then she's got a belt that's a bunch of copper suns which a sun with a spear through it is the um, martel sign sigil that's the word it's the same Symbol. word, but like, whatever. <laughs> um, and so historically, like, Abara was living with her mom, and then Oberyn came to her and was like, you can come with, live with me. And she was like, yep, <laughs> definitely going to do that. Which, you know, like, if you could live with royalty over living with your mom, who's not having a good time, probably working as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a bummer. It's an easy choice. Yep. Uh, next is Nymeria Sand. Another Nymeria. Nicknamed Lady Nim. She's a daughter of the noble moon from Volantis and a boss. Uh, Tyene is the third one. She's uh, got golden hair and deep blue eyes. So she's like the light colored one of all of them. You know, every the rest of them are more tan to darker colors. And she's like blonde. <laughs> She's also the daughter of the nun, the Septa. I know, right? Of course, she's the pure-looking yeah, one. Those are big quotations, everyone. Exactly. Well, and it's it's a hundred percent like exactly who she is. Like quote the quotations part, yeah. not the rest of it. Where she's like, she's very gentle and sweet-looking, and she's like actually very treacherous. Uh, she is. Very, very, very good with poisons. She learned from her dad. She knows a lot about that sort of fucking shit. Those are the best bitches, though. Because they can just fucking trap you. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's also very, very good friend. Like, she's probably the closest with uh, Ariane Martell. And they, like, grew up together. uh, So for the royalty, they have this place called the Water Gardens, where, like, a lot of the kids, like, grow up and hang out there and I assume it's like a bunch of fountains or like water park basically but you know old time <laughs> stone slides exactly but yeah so they like shared meals uh, they shared wine when they first like the first time they ever got drunk was together uh, they almost shared some dude and then he couldn't you know I hope they just laughed at him oh I mean what are you gonna do they once uh, went and visited uh, with three of the Sand Snakes um, to Tyene's mother and visited her there. Tyene and Arion once fled Sunspear to try and marry Arion to Willis Tyrell at Highgarden, um, but they were caught by Oberyn. So Oberyn is the one who crippled Willis Tyrell, so I wonder if that's how that ended up happening. It was an accident. Who? He's Loris's older brother. Okay. Who almost married Sansa. Right. Okay, yep. I got you. I know. There are so Dying. many goddamn so names. Many. There's so it's many a characters. Lot. Um, okay. And then yeah, so they learned how to milk vipers and stuff like that. Like, cool. Awesome. And then Sorella is the fourth daughter. Um, her mother was the traitor captain of the Feathered Kiss. So her mom's like a, a cool, pirate, a cool pirate captain. A pirate, yeah, she's a fucking boss. And then uh, she she was also kind of close with her cousin, but she was younger, so uh, not quite as close as Tyene. Also, a fun fan theory, which I'm 
100% sure is true is that there's so there's a character in uh, one of the books probably one of the last ones that's at the Citadel um, in Old, Old Town that's becoming a maester she's for or they've forged three of their chain links and like you can only be a maester if you're a man because everything is stupid and patriarchal Sexist. both of those things one of those things is the other thing. <laughs> I was going to say, they are essentially mm-hmm. the same thing. So there is a person who is there named Acolyte Alaris, which is literally just Sorella backwards, and who looks exactly like her, who has like the same lineage and all of this shit, and people are like, who do you think? It's absolutely fucking her. I wonder absolutely get it and then you've got Elia who is uh, wild and haughty she likes horses and jousting somebody called her Lady Lance who was probably her dad so that's like one of her nicknames she is probably like 15 and then so Obella Doria and Lareza you don't know anything about because they're like 12 and 8 and 7 Question mark. They're tiny little beans. We don't know anything about them. And that's okay. So Viserys dies in the first book, and nobody can marry him because he's dead. He's dead. I read that book. Yep. Yeah, Viserys does us all a favor and dies. Exactly. But also, marrying him would have sucked. So no one's sad about that. Um, In A Clash of Kings, uh, as part of an alliance, uh, Tyrion Lannister has struck with the Iron Throne and House Martell. Princess Marcella is set... uh, Marcella Baratheon. I love her. I love her, too. Uh, Daughter of Cersei and Jaime. I was was running for my quotes, and then you just said it. God damn it. Uh, She's sent to Dorne as a ward to marry Prince uh, Tristan Martell. So Tristan is the third born. You've got... Ariane, and then you've got Quentin, and then you've got Tristan. Uh, when she turns 14, so that's when she's supposed to do that. She's accompanied by Sir Eris Oakheart of the uh, Kingsguard as her sworn shield. Um, in the third book, Storm of Swords, they get a letter that Myrcella likes Princess Ariane. Cool. Good. That's great. Actual stuff happens in the Feast for Crows. And here's the, like, good... Uh, it's the, like, good plot shit. So basically, uh, Doran Martell, the prince, is uh, at the Water Gardens when Marcella arrives. So it's up to Ariane as the, like, acting heir to come and uh, arrive and meet them and all that sort of shit. And she uh, she's like, okay, let's see how we can do this. So she immediately is like, hey, let's see if we can seduce this hot knight. And uh, it takes her about six months, but she does do that goddamn thing. Girl, get yours. You know, just to like secure her power and position. Also, shortly after this, uh, they hear about the death of Prince Oberyn in King's Landing, and Dorne is in a fucking uproar because Oberyn is the coolest, so how could you not be? Um, his elder three bastard daughters, Oberyn, Nymeria, and Tyene, are in particular like, let's go fucking avenge our dad, we are just gonna go murder the goddamn shit out of all of the Lannisters, and also out of the mountain who is dead. So, because he was poisoned. Dead in big old quotes. Yep. Big old quotes. 
I mean, he's still kind of dead, but you know, whatever. Frankenstein. It's very complicated. Mm -hmm. It's not that complicated. You said Frankenstein, and that pretty much explains (laughs) 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 it. It's complicated. I summed it up in one word. (laughs) So, uh, Doran returns to Sunspear. After being away for two years, even though that's the place where you're supposed to do the ruling. Uh, where was he? He was at the Water Gardens. He's okay. got, a, like, some... I think he's got, like, gout or some, like, weird disease. I'm pretty sure it's gout. Gross. I know, ew. So he spends a lot of time there because he's just not very comfortable most of the time. So he's uh, greeted by Ariane, who pre- prepared a feast, and uh, she she's basically like, still like, I know that you're trying to put my brother ahead of me, and that's some fucking bullshit. She does not know at this point that he was trying to actually do right by... I don't know, all of Dorne, sort of. I mean, you know, you're doing your best. It's all a mess. But yeah, she's basically like, I'm worried that Quentin is trying to rob me of my fucking birthright and that he has Dorne's support and that's some goddamn bullshit. And also Dorne was like, uh, I have to arrest the Stand Snakes, uh, including the younger ones, but not Sorella because Sorella is out there getting her fucking maester chain. Maybe. Definitely. Why do they have to be arrested? Because to, like, placate the Iron Throne because they were all like, we're gonna absolutely throw down with the fucking Lannisters. But even the, like, little baby ones where it's like, they're just hanging out, like... They're not gonna throw down. They're not gonna throw down. They're not gonna leave this island. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, So to fight the supposed challenge to uh, basically Arion's birthright and to avenge Oberon and... Elia. I was like, Elia? And I was like, nope, not that Elia. Original Elia. Uh, and to free her cousins, Arion basically puts into motion her scheme. What she wants to do is she wants to crown Myrcella as the queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Basically circumvent Joffrey because he's a fucking monster. Yes? I agree with this motion. A hundred percent. Yeah, and based on Dornish law, which uh, in which the older sister would inherit before a younger brother, thereby precipitating war and uh, giving the... And she was the only sane one out of the three children. Yeah. I mean, Tommen wasn't not sane, well, it's like, but he but was, he was young. a baby. He was just too young. Yeah. And he was, like, and he was young in the show. He was way younger in the yeah. books. And He's just soon, a kid who wants to well, pet his cats. And it, throughout actual so, history, yeah. every time you put a child on the throne, it doesn't matter what anything about the kid. They have all the people around them that are just about mm-hmm. their agendas. Yeah, so her plan was basically, like, okay, so we've got Myrcella coming here. I think it would, like, get rid of the idea of a war... It would get rid of a, a bunch of different wars. Like, you just take care of all of that nonsense. Put a woman on the throne. Takes care Shocking. of all that fucking shit. Shocking. And then uh, she was like, maybe the Dornishmen will rally because uh, this will be, like, the Sand Snakes will be behind me on this. Yeah. And the Dornish people love the Sand Snakes. And Shocking how a woman me. isn't just going to try yeah. to pull out a bigger gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. 
This That's didn't why work. you kill someone. Let's try this Who's bigger one. Bulletproof. <laughs> what about a different bullet? What about a harder bullet? What about a bigger bullet? No. What? Are you? What about a idiot? lot of them? What about a longer bullet? <laughs> a more penetrating bullet. And then these bitches are like, "How about poison? Have you thought about drowning?" <laughs> Do you think Luke Cage's eyeballs are all... It's just his skin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or his mouth. You know, they do that a lot in things. They think their skin's impenetrable, and then they go inside Come and on. explode them from the inside. There's so many... It's, it's, <laughs> it's just not that hard. There's so many ways. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um... Arion is like, um, I would like to crown Myrcella, put her on the throne. I think the Dornish people will follow behind me. So then she would be like, okay, I'll replace my dad because obviously I was supposed to replace my dad. That's my fucking spot. And I'll also send him to live out his days at the water gardens as a captive with my brother Quentin so nobody takes my goddamn spot. Bitch. She has a tryst, and she, uh, that Eris Oakheart, she's like, hey, help me out. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do that. <laughs> and she's like, we could definitely get married if Myrcella was the queen. And she's like, I'm definitely not going to marry this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that yet. No but... one fucking tell him, but, uh, I had to tell him some things to make him do the thing that I wanted. So Arian uh, assembles a bunch of her co- closest friends as co-conspirators. Uh, we're not going to go into all of their names because there have been so many, but we will go into, there's a guy named Sir Gerald Dane, who is also known as Darkstar. Okay. Badoop. Gerald Dane. I know. Gerald Dane. Geraldine. But Gerald Dane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gerald Dane. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. So Eris has to, um, the knight Oakheart, I'm going to call him Oakheart because I think that's sillier, uh, is going to smuggle Myrcella out of Sunspear using a feigned illness and um, a lookalike. But yeah, so they're like, we're going to crown her. It's going to be fucking boss. It's going to be super sick. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Darkstar is like, what if we just killed her? And... Ariane is like, why are you such a like fucking edge board? This is ridiculous. How about you go sit over there and let the is that why you're called Dark Star? Uh, go back to Hot Topic. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but she should have. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that's a quote. It's a direct <laughs> quote from the actual book. George R. R. Martin. Go back to Hot Topic. <laughs> So it doesn't super work out because they go to a place called Greenblood and Prince Dorian's captain of the guards, Ario Hota, who is a boss, um, and a dozen guardsmen emerge from a, a pole boat, which whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Ryan and Darkstar wish to yield. And then Aris is like, I really want to marry this girl. So he charges because he's a big fucking dum-dum. And then he gets killed pretty much immediately. And she's like, well, at least that one's out of my way. <laughs> Bullet dodge. I mean, this isn't the best scenario, no. but at least, at least we got that out of this situation. Yeah. 
uh, Arion, like, kind of faints because everything is going fucking crazy. And then fucking Darkstar injures Marcella, who loses an ear. And then he manages to escape. And Arion gets arrested because everything is done and somebody betrayed her plans. Uh, she gets to be isolated with the rest of the, uh, the Sand Snakes. Everybody is mad, blah, blah, blah. Someone says that Aris died in suicide and she's like, okay, I guess he did, maybe. Uh, but not. Yeah, she's forbidden contact with the outside world and with servants. Her servants won't talk to her. Uh, and after several weeks, uh, she's brought before her father. He's basically trying to get her to convince Balon Swan of the Kingsguard, so another Kingsguard guy besides Oakheart, uh, to lie about what happened with Myrcella. And she's like fucking pissed and she's like, okay, uh, I read the fucking letter about Quentin and this is some goddamn bullshit and all of this nonsense. And Doran is like, actually, I was trying to get you to be the queen of everything, but my absolute bad. Uh, it obviously but, didn't work, but, but he has... This is where communication comes mm-hmm. in. Like, hey, I know this might look bad. Yeah. I might... I'm trying to set up your brother to be king because I'm trying to make you queen of everything. Yeah. So don't get mad. If that doesn't work, then you'll be queen. Yeah. But I'm trying to make you queen of everything. Like, the, like, setting her up with a bunch of people, he was like, I can't not set her up with people. But it's like, you have to, like, people, just talk. If y'all talked, then talk this would have been po- fully successful and probably fine. But everybody was dumb and no one talked. And then also, like, part of it was to, like, try and avenge the deaths of Elia and her children at the Sack of King's Landing. But also... She can't be promised to that guy anymore because he's very dead. He got a beautiful golden crown and he's dead. Viserys. Uh, so Quentin is on a mission for vengeance and justice. Don't worry, he was gross. Bullet dodge. Yeah, for real. That's a feast for crows. In A Dance with Dragons, uh, Ariane is now aware of her father's plan. Now they're all kind of on the same team. Everybody sort of. pardoned. I assume he's the king and can pardon people. Who? Her dad. Doran. Sort of. Everybody's kind of still a little bit in, in like, jail. But they also all get... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's Martha Stewart jail. Um, But also, like, all the Sand Snakes are... You said it, Sand Snakes. I said Sand Sisters. No, you didn't. I was starting to say it, at least. (laughs) It was probably, like, Snisters. (laughs) Sand Snakes. Uh, All the Sand Snakes and Ariel Hota... Who uh, was the one who bopped our good friend Oakheart? They all get to witness the delivery of the mountain skull, quote unquote. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Arion tries to flirt with Balon, and he's like boring and less seducible than Oakheart was. Boo Earns. Myrcella is still staying at the water gardens and, you know, getting better. But anyhow, that's kind of where we're at in the books. You alluded to it a little bit a couple minutes ago, but why am I so fucking mad and why are we talking about Arion and the Sand Snakes and a little bit of Laria? Because Game of Thrones did Dorn so goddamn dirty and it makes me so fucking mad. Uh, they literally cut Princess Arion out completely. She's not a character at all. She's not written in at all. 
like the one heir to any throne who is a woman. Well, and, of course. Oh, well, all these people are ladies. Yeah, Let's make the one, sure like, they look like with, shit. Like, actual fucking power. Yeah. And that's what they're they going to be the spiteful bitches. And, and they're either not going to be a character at all, or they're going to be spiteful bitches. Uh, the Sand Snakes are shady variations of the same character, and they like prevailing personality trait, but it's like angry or seductive or smart, quote unquote. But the smart character isn't even like really allowed to be smart. And like also, I could not tell you which of the Sand Snakes those are. Because angry, smart, and seductive is kind of all of them. Like, that's not how that works. A direct quote from a many, many award-winning show is, You want a good girl, but you need the bad pussy. A quote from Tyene Sand to Braum. I'm like, I would like to be dead. Cool, awesome. But yeah, so like, they're just all... Exactly the same fucking character. There's no depth there. They're all very angry and blah, blah, blah. As far as plot-wise, basically after Oberon's death uh, while defending Tyrion Lannister in the trial by combat, Ilaria uh, goes and pushes for um, Ilaria, who is his paramour. Kind of wife, but not really. Uh, Is like, we should go to war. She says that to Doran. And Doran is like, nope. And uh, in retaliation, they murder Myrcella Baratheon with, like, some very horrifying poison, like, the long farewell, where she, like, basically crumbles. It's horrible. And, and like, like, Ilaria, first of all, it doesn't make any sense, because Ilaria, like, gives her a kiss goodbye after she's been, like, put in chains, because they're not allowed to, like, do anything, because they've already been a little bit, like, we might fight somebody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I actually saw that, and that was one of the episodes I saw. Yeah. And then I heard after, that's where I stopped, because after that I heard they were just, like, killing everyone. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, it was Every like, female character, you're dead. Every female character, we make you insufferable enough that we can kill you without feeling guilt, and then we do it in the most brutal and horrible way. Uh, just, and, like, also, poor fucking Myrcella just has to, just, like, she's just a, she's a sweet there. little bean, and then she just dies. It's so dumb. But, yeah, Did she, so, like, dig her prince? Did I think, her prince I think and her, like, like get along yeah, at least. Exactly. Like, they were like, we like, like each other. This is fine. friends and yeah. stuff. Like, this is it's cool. Something where it, it could definitely be way thing. worse. And mm-hmm. But I, this is cool. And it's like a, a... They try to kidnap her. It doesn't work. And then Jamie's also there for some reason. And then... Well, Jamie went to, like, get her. Yeah. So she was like... Go get her. They're taking all my children. Please yeah. go get her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it's just like it's a it's a really dumb shitty battle. Like it just nobody does a good job in any part of it. And then Ilaria kills Myrcella for like basically question mark reasons. Very much question mark reasons for revenge, I guess. If anyone, why wouldn't you kill Jamie? Kill Jamie, kill Cersei, kill one of those fucking people. Marcella's just breathing hair. Literally just an innocent being. I know. And it's, like, the stupidest fucking thing. Out of all the characters in this fucking show and yeah. book, like, she's one of the and like most innocent, chill, 
I'm just gonna mind my business Not over only, here. Like, is she one of the most innocent and chill in the show and in and in the books? Like, she's just like you know a good character. But also, Alaria is like a character who in the books is like, like in uh, I think it's in the wind, the winds of winter. Uh, I have a quote the, uh, from. Alaria, where she says, Oberyn wanted vengeance for Alaria. Now if the three of you want vengeance for him. I have four daughters, I remind you, your sisters. My Elia is 14, almost a woman. Obella is 12, on the brink of maidenhood. They worship you as Doria and Loreza worship them. If you should die, must Elle and Obella seek vengeance for you, and then Doria and Loree for them? Is that how it goes round and round forever? I ask, where does it end? I saw your father die. Here is his killer. Can I take his skull to bed with me to give me comfort at night? Will it make me laugh, write me songs, care for me when I am old and sick? And it's like... You took this character who is like absolutely no more fucking vengeance. It has ruined this family, and mm-hmm. you made her poison someone's child. Yep, because you're bad at women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could have had intrigue and poison and grief and like a lot of amazing fucking characters, and instead we got this. We instead we got this, which is truly the Game of Thrones story. Mm, I'm just sad about it. So, so that's that. <laughs> they didn't know. Well, the problem with the show is they had all these great female characters, and they had no idea how to do anything with them. They did them. a bad job, and so they just them, put like, really from the start. From the start. So, yeah. of course, once again, what did it all end up with? Just it was on a John lot Snow. Of, like, weird sex stuff. Yeah. where they were they like know. counting down the days for both. Um, the actress for Arya and Sansa to turn 18 before they could use. And then, like, that's so gross. Yeah, it's gross. Um, and, yeah. They you, know. It's they, like, you, whoever they, they don't understand the, like, power of yeah. Dawn where it's like, we allow people to be people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, also, writers all, obviously shitty. all of these women want to step on people. Yeah. Yeah. They had they David were, and D. They're able. They were able D's to make and both of them suck. Yeah, they're able to make this big thing to in theatrical mm-hmm. to make it look great. But like, unless it was just a dude in unless power, it was, or then, it was ripped exactly. Like there were a couple of scenes where like shows, like the first episode was almost ripped exactly from the books, and it was really right on the money. But like. If they had any power at all creatively, it went right Well, yeah, off. because they went straight to just not... They don't understand like anything sexism. other than gross white guy. Yeah. That's all they understand. And, like, a lot so, of... So, yeah, you have... Game of Thrones is... Or A Song of Ice and Fire is gross white guy. But gross that's patriarchy, the, but it's But like, that's the point of yeah. it. It's not the... That's, like, exactly. what you're, like, you're this is why this is the problem, fresh. not the, exactly. this is, this you're is. You're the, like, I, this is, this is not right. Yeah. Instead of, this is something we this glorify. Is, this is what it is. Yeah. Gross. I hate you guys. I hope you both get in car accidents. Along with the Russo brothers. Also, you know, like, let's do a, a double. Somebody's got to hit that car, right? <laughs> Might as well be everybody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I guess that's more or less I'm going to go play some Harvest Moon. I'm <laughs> definitely going to play The Sims tomorrow. That's going to be my, like, mostly Thanksgiving plans. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, everyone, um, have a good night. <laughs> it's been a while. We don't know where, what's happening anymore. It's no fine. It's a podcast. We do a thing. To find our podcast, mm-hmm. we are on Apple... 
awful. Apple we are on awful bad We're on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify. Uh, we're also on the ESO Network and on Podbean. And always... Probably not always, it's but always, we're supposed, always sort of. It's ish. always our goal is it's to always see in you our hearts next next Tuesday. To see you next next Tuesday. <laughs>I'm Brittany Vitrino. And I'm Martha Bartlett. But this is But the First. first. <laughs> <laughs> you had it. You had you it, said, Martha. But this is. No, I didn't. And now you'll have their You absolutely your 100% did. I swear to God, because that's why I said that. No. <laughs> I just thought you started laughing because you were like, <laughs> kind of through the word. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll try again. Retake. Try two. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering what the angel theme song is. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at ESO Network. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.